clap? I clapped. Okay, I didn't hear it. So that's probably a good th- sign that it was synced up. Okay. I so I have this problem where okay, you you do not have you don't use an Amazon like Echo Dot thing, right? No, I don't have one of those. So one of the things it does is it tries to learn to recognize your voice so it will like not pick up the TV by accident. Oh, that makes sense. So it, it like it, it tries to like hone in. I don't know if it's like a tonal thing or pitch or something. Uh but somehow it tries to listen for only like the the user. And for whatever reason it it uh if I if I try to it'll listen to my voice. But I always get much better responses if I just pitch down as low as I can. So it's like if I'm doing something, I have to stop and say, Alexa, turn on the lights. And it'll just do it. Huh. And it's one of these things where I, I feel like I feel like it's annoying because it it, it feels like uh what's the word? I'm doing like this character voice for my computer in order for it to work. Yeah, and it's like, can't you just turn on the lights when I tell you to? I wonder. I wonder why that <laughs> is. Like, maybe Alexa just has a a thing for deep deep throated Cameron or something. I don't know. I also, if the fan is on, sometimes that'll disrupt it just enough, so I need to do the deep throat, like just to cut through the air being cut. Yeah. Well, it's funny because typically, like higher frequencies, that might be part of it. Uh, higher frequencies are easier to hear. So the fact that like I wonder if it's just like has a you know trying to noise gate out certain frequencies because it it assumes like that's a TV or someone outside or in a different room, and so it pays more attention to the low end. I I, I but then I, I feel like bass frequencies tend to go through walls better, like they don't bounce as well, so they they travel more, which is why if you have like a noisy neighbor upstairs, you're more apt to hear the kick drum and the bass guitar of whatever music they're listening to. So I I don't know that doesn't make any sense to me. Um. But I don't know how echoes work other than they go echo, echo, echo. I'm I'm gonna try it right now. Computer, turn on lights. Oh, it worked. Okay. Computer, turn off lights. Yeah, it took both those. I don't know. It, it's do you just like one of those Evan, things um, that was observed last night. Do you like having an echo in your house? Is that one of those like is it is it handy to have? I don't trust those things. Well, I, okay, I want to address that first. What do you not trust about it? I don't know. I feel like I don't want technology tied into my house in ways of, like, turning on or off the lights. I, I'm totally fine with a then switch. Yeah. No, yeah, it's that's totally a problem. Um, And then there's just the whole, like... <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like sometimes people want me to talk them out of their irrational fear, and it's like, no, no, that's a rational fear. It's the same with cars. Uh, this is a toy... I'm role-playing as Star Trek. Like, I use the word computer to make it happen. I know, it's not uh, like that. I, what I like... Yeah, what I like is... Uh, I have smart lights. And so, I can have... I, the, the smart lights are set to automatically go on when the sun goes down. And I have them also tied in with my alarm clock. So, when it's time to wake up in the morning, it's beeping and my light... My room lights up. So, it's much harder to sleep through. Um, there's other stuff that I like the, the Amazon dot for, but it's like, uh, one, one of the things in the morning is I have this morning routine where I, when I tell it that I woke up, it will check, uh, if there's any traffic jams between here and my workplace. And then oh, it will list, it'll start playing these like, uh, like news debrief, like podcasts. So it's like five minutes from Fox, five minutes from CNN, five minutes from, daily tech news show and i can listen to this while i get dressed real quick and i'm headed out the door with information about my commute and about the world and it's like wow thank you um steve jobs this is the future you died for but also if i didn't have this it would be okay (laughs) sure sure i mean that does sound like efficient and handy right (laughs) i don't i don't begrudge people for that I would be worried about things spying on me, and I just the the analog aspect to to certain technology can be really nice 
Like my my dad's car, he's got a he's got a newer Mustang, and the the door, you know, the you got the little motor in the door to make the window go up and down. Um, when a Mustang, the, yeah. when the doors open, the windows go down about an inch, just automatically, just to help the door open, and it looks cool. The motor that controls that is broken, and so the door will randomly, like the window will randomly go up and down an inch um, when he's driving, unless you open it like a, a little bit, and then it'll it'll be like, oh, we're open, we're fine. But then you have to have the window open a little. And in order to fix that, they have to take apart the entire door, like take the door off to get at the motor because it's not in a place that's easy accessible. And so this really yeah. annoying brake that should never break on a, on, a, on a car, like it should last the life of the car, is like a couple thousand dollars to fix because of just of all the labor involved. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, the, 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 the rotating um, way back in my old Grand Dam sucked, but that fucker never broke. Or just maybe don't have the doors so complicated where the windows have to go down an inch to open them. Like, that's why, why would you add such unnecessary horseshit to a, a car door that doesn't need it? Because it's just things that can break, and it did. I, I detailed in full the issues I had with, you know, the dashboard of my car um, and how I had to eventually replace that and spend like $1,000 almost. And it's just because it's needlessly complicated and doesn't need to be because we put all this fucking extra technology in it. And so yeah, then yeah, I see and, like and this the smart homes. Things, like, eh. It's like, oh, I okay. So this only happened once, but and I love my smart lights. I love there's like color options too. So actually, I have like a VR mode where it lights my room differently so that my trackers are easier to track. Um, for holidays, I set it to like Christmas colors and stuff. Like it's fun. But one time, I couldn't turn on my lights because there was like a firmware update. And oh, no. it was like, I'm, I'm standing at my light switch, flicking it, and I'm asking my Alexa, why won't the lights turn on? And I'm looking at my light bulbs, and they're not turning on, but they're like pulsing this like error color. There's like an error pattern. And I'm on my phone Googling, why no light bulb on? And it's it was one of these things where it's like, if I didn't get that fixed in five minutes, I would have thrown them away and never tried again. Yeah. It's like experiment over. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't want that to happen to my fridge. Like, I don't want to open my fridge and everything's warm because I didn't download McAfee. Right, right. One <laughs> of the, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to not use company names because I don't know how much of this is, uh, hush hush. But one of the companies that my company is kind of trying to partner with. They have this very weird um, envision of the future where basically everything is smart technology, like your entire house, the walls would be smart technology. You'd have it in the furniture so you could control the temperature of it. Uh, You'd have it, I don't know, in the fucking ceiling, maybe for whatever reason, because you could put lights in there and and turn them on and off with the slot of your finger. And one guy, the engineer kind of explaining how fucking cool some of this stuff would be and how like all the things you could do with it. And I'm just like. What if you want to repaint the walls? What if someone hacks your house? What if it breaks? You know how shitty touchscreens are in cars still? What if it breaks? What if your wall is a giant touchscreen and it fucking doesn't work? <laughs> like, it, it sounds like the dumbest thing that we could do, but there's a market for it, and I'm sure extremely, extremely rich people in California will be like, I want a smart wall. I'll paint it with the smart wall paint. So there's little electrodes in there and I can touch the paint and it works and it and I can change the colors or whatever it is. And all of this is super, I would say, theoretical, but it is like things that companies are working on. Like, how can we make your smart house even more of a smart house? Just turn the whole thing into a smartphone. I'm like, I hate my smartphone. I, I don't like it. Why, why would anybody do this? This is the dumbest thing ever. But, you know, there's also maybe like a million dollars to make off of this. So we're going for it. Hooray. It's like, what if, what, if, <clears throat> what, what if, with, uh, did you ever watch Black Mirror? Uh, no. So I heard this really funny comparison someone made, but it's like with the Twilight Zone, there'll be a moral lesson. And it's like, I hope that's something that you think about. And with Black Mirror, it'll be like a moral lesson, and it's like the director takes the camera and looks directly in it, straight at you, the viewer, and says, don't you feel shitty because you're the problem? You're enabling this. 
Well, with the state of media literacy being what it is, maybe we have to do that now so people really understand what things are about. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if that's really a, a complaint. It's just a comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. <coughs> you okay? Yeah. I'm still not completely over my flu. I feel so much better, though. That's good. I, I had a weird cold last week that I kind of talked about. I'm glad it's gone. It was horrible for the first two days, and then it was just annoying for, like, four more days. And it's like, why aren't you just gone? I'm so sick of taking cold medica medication. Yeah. Woohoo. I know you wanted to talk about analog horror. Um, If we wanted to slide into that, otherwise... I, I know, like, the smart technology thing, like, there there's more to discuss there, but I don't know if I have a half an hour's worth or an hour's worth of material on it. <laughs> I, you know, I actually, I would like to talk about smart technology, but I almost feel like I would want to do research on stuff that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. I think that might be a fun uh, show and tell episode. I just know, I know certain things that my company is trying to get involved with that involve a lot of neat chemistry, but also hooking things up to phones. And it's really cool and not like that cutting edge, because uh, some of it's being done. Well, we're just trying to do it better. I, I love how that was, that was like the premise of the Chucky reboot. Did you ever see that? No. It was, uh, it, it was the same thing where it's like, what if a doll was evil? Except also, it's an internet of things, so they download the Chucky app, and now he can control, like, your phone and all your things through your phone, because he's also evil. Yeah, why not? Chucky, but also a computer virus. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I, I mean, I've been in a spooky mood, like, all month. I feel like Halloween either hits me or completely misses me. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. You've been doing you've been doing some fun stuff. I know you watched Haunted Mansion again yesterday, which which sounds fun. Yeah. It, I you know, I like that movie a lot, but it's also I can only recommend it to people that like the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I it, it's not like Pirates of the Caribbean where it's like some sort of like, oh, this is so fun, everyone in the world should see it. Uh but if you've been on the ride more than once, then you should see this movie. Oh, boy. What was I saying about horror? <clears throat> Spookies. Oh, Spookies, no. I, okay. We, is, we, I'm trying to remember now. Did we... Uh, we did an episode about Creepypasta, right? Uh, yeah, we did. I think we even wrote a couple on there, if I remember right. That was a couple yeah, years ago, I want to say... Yeah, Creepypasta is very much uh, what analog horror is. I just uh I how how much are you familiar with this like as a as a quote unquote genre? Um I guess I'm not like when I think of analog horror I think of stuff I think of like older technology um maybe a 90s vibe or an 80s vibe but I'm thinking of like analog in terms of analog versus digital right so I I so I I guess I don't know what it means um those are just like a couple of the buzzwords that show up in my head when you when you say that. I'm like, oh man, the VHS player is gonna and, really be yeah. spooky today. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the irony of the genre is it's called analog horror because it's uh it's typically you only find this on YouTube. There's technically other examples, but it's kind of a YouTube fad. And the idea is you're watching a VHS tape that somebody found. Like, they're cleaning out their grandpa's attic after he died, and they're just, like, uploading this because it was weird. Or you you stumble upon a strange channel that was archiving old VHS tapes, and one of these is weird. Okay. Uh, the reality is most of them are made digitally, and the, the VHS effects are very fake and digital. You know, like, it's, it's not very strict about the uh, literal use of analog technology. Rather, the premise is, what if you found an old tape and didn't know what to do about it? Okay, okay, yeah, so, like, the, literally the visual version of Creepypasta. It's a visual Creepypasta. Um, I, I also want to say, a lot of times, Creepypasta will devolve into 
like a JPEG of a very high contrast black and white picture with realistic red bleeding eyes. Yes. Sometimes that's what analog horror is, is like, it'll be an instructional video on customer service at a video rental store. And then it will cut to the face. Don't let the face see you. There's text on the screen and it'll just like cut back to the video. And it, I, I want to say that's like the laziest example you can find. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but there's good stuff. And I I want to say, what was, um, you remember that one video with the singing robot where it's like, I feel fantastic. Yeah, I think you showed that to me a while back. So there's kind of debate over whether or not that counts as analog horror. Because in a way, that video wasn't intended to be horror, and it was just some guy uploading a copy of it. But it instilled a lot of horror in people. It's unsettling. I, I think that might be one of the blueprints for like where some of these come from. Where it's just like strange static camera angle recording something that you're not sure what you're looking at while like a, a seemingly pleasant song plays but it's it makes you feel like creepy and weird and there's weird cuts that don't make sense and then you're left with more questions than answers okay <clears throat> I, I like the concept of that because it's anything that um that like you have a, an idea and a goal, but you're also like kind of building a lot of um, kind of like building a box around the goal to keep it contained. You know, the there are way smarter words for me to explain what I'm trying to explain. Um, limitate putting limitations on a project and then working within those. So, you know, it's never going to get too big or too expensive or too long. But also, you know, you, you still got some freedom to make what you want. I think I think that stuff is really uh can be really important and i like that maybe these these videos are sort of setting off that way where we have some genre conventions that we're working with um but we're you know we're, we're still keeping it within the genre maybe if is that a way to put it yeah um it's, it's also one of these things where and I'll, I'll bring this up later but uh i'm gonna put links in the description there's a playlist of a bunch of good examples and there's also a guy, his YouTube channel is called Source Brew, but he did this huge, like, hour-long uh, iceberg of analog horrors, where he kind of walks through a lot of different examples, and I, I want to say some of them are stronger and weaker examples. Okay. Um, but if anyone wants to see more, there's there. I, I want to send you a couple that you can uh, poke your head in here. Uh, this Ranger first Danger. channel is called the White, yeah, White Stag Education. They do a few of these videos, and a lot of them are like over ten minutes long. And most of the time, it it's like an actual just puppet show for children. And they'll just like it'll slowly dip its toes into okay, something's weird or something's off, and it can be very interesting to watch. But it's also very hard to sit down and watch like a fifteen minute children's like psa video that's paced this strangely yeah so either you get into it or you don't <clears throat> i mean right now this looks like a dude who put a black sock on his arm and is pretending to be a snake yeah and so it's kind of like you're not sure what this is really communicating or not yeah i don't the audio quality is not great, and I know it's like trying to ape old VHS tapes, but also I'm just like, boy, you know, they have like really nice uh, wireless microphones now that you can put uh, on your shirt. No one can see. Yeah, I, I think sometimes the bad audio is like the best part, and sometimes it gets in the way. And that's kind of a director decision that you have to make when you're making something like this is like, how much of this do you want to concede? And then how much of it do you want to lean into? Uh, I, I saw another one. I'm, I If I can find the name, I'll share it. I can't find it in my history now. But it, it, he even uploaded one recently. And it was like, uh, what's what's Urban Exploring? Where it just, it's this guy walking through like a dead mall or something. 
but it's it kind of turned into like a backrooms thing where he was in one area and then he like fell through the floor and he's in a completely different mall. Oh wow! And it's like abandoned but well lit, and it's like weird. And then this like strange entity starts following him, and it's it's like it's legitimately creepy. And he's filming it so well. I don't know how he filmed some of it. Like I know some of it's like practical effects, and and some of it's probably like CGI and stuff. But it just it looks so good that I was getting sucked into it. Like how did he even film this? And then his acting is so bad. It's like if you didn't talk over this, it would make it a hundred times better. Sure. And it's like I I feel bad <laughs> because it's like it's his thing, but it it was so um interesting because it just it it uh it left me with questions that I wanted answers to, and I think that's kind of the hook of the genre. I really wish I could find it though. It's strange. It's gone now. It's spooky. I like the concept Ooh. of that a lot. I know we talked about the back rooms a little bit, and I know you're kind of like over it. Um, have you seen any of the Kane Pixel stuff? Um, I think I saw that first video, but that's about when I was over it. Okay, I guess like it, I, I was hoping to have watched this before I mean, he, this episode, but he put up some new stuff that I guess is very good. I don't know if it's analog horror anymore or if it's something else. Um, just because like his production values have gotten quite good with the tools he has, but. Mm-hmm. I know there is a found footage aspect to a lot of his things, but then that's not really, that's not really, you know, the, it's maybe filmed like found footage, but it's not really found footage though. So that's a, its own thing, right? Wait a minute. I, okay. So this is a sign that I'm still waking up, I guess. Um, that video I was describing was Kane Pixels. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That, so Joe really is yeah. like, dude, you got to watch this. This is like the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I was going to watch it they, last night they're good. and then ended up not. Yeah, he does good stuff. I I do. I mean, Joe recommends it. I recommend it. But also, <laughs> there's like things about it where it's like, oh, you could fine tune this, and it would be so rad. Sure. I I'm always surprised at like uh, his output and his quality for being 18. And it's like, <clears throat> what the fuck, dude? How how did you do that? Well, how are you good at this at 18? I sucked at everything I did at 18. Yeah, I I try not to reflect on that stuff too much, but it does happen. Um, but yeah. also, I that's why I kind of like the internet for what it is. Is that like an eighteen year old with talent can get his talent out there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess like I think um uh, the next oh yeah uh the first like Evil Dead movie like they were all like in their teens and early twenties when they made that, so it's not like he's the first person to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great example. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about, and this is a lot more famous, I want to say, but it's uh, Local 58 TV. They've been around okay. for a while. This is a very interesting channel because they have a lot of interesting, like, you could just leave it on in the background or you can sit and watch it and look for details and it feels like a scavenger hunt. Like, you know something's going to be weird. And you just don't know when it's going to start. And so it, it makes you like, I, I think half the fun of analog horror is the sense of like, you're doing the research, like you're, you're doing the discovery, the investigation. Um, it, it puts you in the role of Mulder from X-Files while you're watching a seemingly innocuous video. Okay. But there's more than meets the eye. That makes uh, sense. Local 58 I... TV. Yeah. They do. These like very, I want to say they're all like half hour long. They're like typically longer videos, but it'll be like a actual just news station. And it's the kind of stuff that might play at 3 a.m. in the morning. And it'll just be like strange footage of like something going on. Like this one's talking about like there's a meteor that's supposed to land. So it's just like random factoids about the meteor while there's like a countdown clock that's 30 minutes. And, like, here's what a satellite is. And it's like, you can skim through this a bit. And there's basically, like, there's nothing out of place here, really. Except, like, as you get, like, as the thing progresses, there's, like, pictures of the meteor. And from this one angle, it starts to look like a human skull. And then, like, 
the the footage gets like choppy and distorted and it like it seems to get like more creepy as it gets closer. Hmm. I'm gonna click play. Oh, okay. Right now I thought you were scanning yes. through it. Oh sorry, sorry, no, I was uh, waiting it for you. So right now, yeah, it's just like the meteor. I like the um I like the audio on this because it, it sounds like something recorded from space and you can't really understand it. Yeah, it sounds but legit. A, but it's creepy. I wonder how they made that. Which is such a, a a dumb I mean, maybe it's not a dumb question, but like whenever I hear a really cool piece of audio now, I'm just like, how did they do that? Oh yeah. <coughs> this definitely has like a vibe. The um the background noise too, like yeah, not there, just him talking, but like the the music. It's really minimal. It's really yeah. quiet, but it's like it's unsettling. Like you could put this in a is the, the audio of like a horror video game. Just like strip this whole thing, and I think it would be kind of legit. Obviously, you know, don't do that oh, copyright totally. infringement, but. Also, I feel like if I watch this whole so thing, I would either get really bored or go insane. Where Where are you at? I skipped to like 15 minutes in. Okay, skip to maybe 18. Oh, he's getting a little more excited. Music's getting a little louder. So take it now, the, the, the asteroid or whatever it is is getting closer. Yeah... And th there's something very interesting about it because the the photo looks like the same as the uh, like that little 3D render, but the 3D render there's nothing like suspicious or ominous about it. But then the photo when it's like lit dramatically, suddenly it kind of like looks weird and spooky. Yeah, and it's and it's the, the uh... idea that like that was there the whole time. Like it kind of like well wait what's going on here? The setup to it too, you know, like it it. I can't imagine watching all 20 minutes of this, but, like, the way it's framed as the narrative, right, of this thing getting closer, like, yeah, seeing a render of it versus the real thing, that, that nice, it's a really nice juxtaposition. And now, another thing, imagine you're, like, 16, and it's, like, 1 a.m. in the morning, and you're kind of, like, stuck into this weird, like, YouTube hole, and you find this video, and, like, well, what is this, and you end up watching it, like, the straight up 18 minutes before it starts to get spooky and it's like at that point you're emotionally invested yeah and every also, little if you're thing like, will play with you if you were like high or something too because you're 18 and up that late like it yeah. would probably oh, hit pretty yeah. different <clears throat> oh is this gonna turn into a skull oh not quite but a, a little bit yeah if you if you skim ahead to about like the 21 minute mark or twenty one thirty, about um, they have these like they have these things explaining the phenomenon of like why you're getting this skull image with the lighting, and there's some very strange imagery like paired with this, or it's it's almost like they're trying to explain why it looks spooky and why you shouldn't be afraid, but then like the more you look at it, the more scary it looks. Part of me thinks that's a little corny, and part of me is also really impressed with the design of this. That when they change the lighting on it, it goes from it's a rock to it's a skull to it's a rock to it's a skull. Um, and then from different angles yeah. as well. So, like, there was a lot of uh, thought put into this object. Yeah, it's impressive. If I skip to the end, we gonna get on the on the the skull rock. Yeah. Oh, music's getting more intense. To, yeah. If you skip to like twenty eight minute mark. Twenty eight. Okay. Oh shit! Is there a door? Oh, it's got like yeah, right the, angles and everything. The... Yeah, the the eye part of the skull that felt like it was staring at you it has like just a literal just regular human ass door on it. See, now that fucks. That's an awesome idea. Um, I That's love a good I love all the to this like weird yeah, it thing. Is. And then touchdown, <laughs> and it goes black, which is a little lame. But I also understand why they did that. Like, I wanted to go through the door. Oh no! Keep. keep oh watching. no! It's, just, it's okay. It's only black for about a minute. Here we go. I like the uh, all the error messages and this is too. Like the satellite, yeah. This is like the satellite footage. Oh shit! Does the door open? Yeah, I'm impatient. I keep skipping around. 
I really like this. this is, the vibe of this is cool. Um, you know, maybe maybe shave 10 minutes off it. <laughs> yeah, I I think it depends on what you're trying to do as a creator and on what you expect of your audience. And some of this stuff feels like an uh, ARG where they want the audience to interact with it. And that's what gives it life. And then other people just want to entertain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this kind of stuff, too. The um, the ideas, like the horror ideas here, like taking away all of the stuff, but just like on paper. Hey, there's a weird asteroid. Hey, it's shaped weird. But all of this stuff is explainable. And really, it's probably nothing. And then, oh, there's a door. And boom, that's like where you hit that like Twilight Zone kind of shit or or the Lovecraftian kind of stuff, right? Where you get things get really weird really fast. I, I love that stuff because I think it's it's extremely clever. It's using like mundane stuff in places that are not mundane, and I'm always a fan of that. I should try to write something like this. And I was kind of doing that a bit ago with that bridge story where like a bridge just appears in the middle of the ocean, doesn't connect anything. Very weird. Um, I should go back to that idea just because it's uh, I think it, it I think it's a keeper. But I also have, I've had like other ideas like what if a door just appears in the sky, and they find out it's there because a plane hits it and it like, you know, fucks the plane up, breaks the plane, and all of a sudden there's this just floating door and no one knows how to open it, you know, just like things that you 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 interact with every day and don't think about, you put them in weird spots and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. What's going on? I've talked about that like fantasy, right? Like, oh, it's a big fantasy story, but what does the cook do? Who's the who's the custodian of the castle? You know, I want to know his story. The, the, this it, this kind of it's all in the same vein, and I and I do really appreciate uh, that is a payoff to a scary story like what, what what you just sent. So this next one is only four minutes long. It it's hard to pull off, but yeah. Um, this one. Oh yeah, so here is another channel I recommend called CRT Anomalies. And I want to say these are more about the mood than the storytelling. Uh, this video in particular, it's four minutes, but it's also like basically just a slideshow of like maybe seven pictures tops that are just kind of blurry pictures. I like the um the VHS menu um, screen. I don't remember them ever looking like that. Well, yeah, I'm not sure what that menu is. <laughs> like, that's kind of strange. I like the shade of blue because it reminds me of a blue screen of death. And then I'm like immediately like, oh, that's an unsettling shade of blue. <clears throat> Something broke. So like there's a, a again, this is like a moody piece. Yeah. But uh, I, I kind of run and recommend more so the channel itself. Again, CRT anomalies. What What's interesting is that you, you don't know what you're going to see when you click on a video. And it just kind of feels like, is this an experiment or is this a clue to something? Like, again, it, it puts you in that place where like it, it exercises a part of your brain where you want to like you want to figure out more. Yeah. It's one of these things where I've thought about like it would be cool to have a VR chat world where like things are just spooky and there were a bunch of these kind of videos just playing on loop. Ooh, I like bet VR, uh, VR chat's going to get fun because all oh, Halloween, right? <clears throat> People are probably going to put out spooky stuff. Oh, yeah. I think actually uh, the Halloween stuff starts next week. There's like a, a playlist of Halloween worlds. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. Um, it's captivating, but also... I can't tell, like, do these do these images, are they, are they related to each other or are they just images? You know, is there a story here or am I just like being fed stuff yeah and i think i obviously that's the uh, did, point but <clears throat> did you ever watch marble hornets no um i know you've recommended that to me a couple times at, at least like the first season but a uh, part of marble hornets was uh the 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 arg element of like you know that he's role playing as like, hey, I'm uploading this video and this is my YouTube channel. And he would like leave comments and descriptions and interact and stuff as if he was going through the tapes in real time. And it's like, guys, I just found this video. 
And um, with this one, there's like a little comment where the, the upload of the video says, they're after me, help. And it's like, okay, is this going to go somewhere? And then I don't think it actually had any payoff. Aw. And so it's like, is that just a tone setter? Or is that like the start of a story and it didn't go somewhere? Right. <clears throat> I'm always curious, too, like, you know, the for this video, it's just the scanning motion... That like that would be pretty easy to make in, in you know in Premiere or whatever he's using. Um, the pictures themselves, you know, did he go take these? Did he find these? Did he generate these with like Stable Diffusion or Midjourney? Where where did the assets to this video come from? How much post processing did he do on them? You know. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, like. I don't know if I if I I'm I'm jumping to that because I watch this and I don't and I'm kind of bored but I'm like fascinated by like the reason it exists and so I want to know how or if like it's unsettling and then the my answer to oh I'm unsettled at 9 in the morning or 9:50 in the morning well if I ask questions like how was it made that all of a sudden now I puts it into the oh well it's it's a video on YouTube obviously it can't be unsettling it's it's not real I've definitely done that during horror movies. Or I'm just like, I wonder what the camera guy's doing in this shot as the lady gets killed, you know. There, now I'm out of the movie and it's not scary. Okay, you want something scary? Yeah. Show me my energy bill. Here's a, here, here's a Bible cartoon. Overthrown is a really good name for like a song. Actually, yeah, that would be a good title. I like the, um, I like the title this of this by a lot. Alex Kister. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. So this one is a interesting one because it, it, it <clears throat> this one is part of a story, and it goes places. But this first one was like heavily like religion focused, and it's like a uh, an actual VHS. It's like it's an actual cartoon that was like you know here's the story of Jesus and how he was born, and. What, there's like mild editing that makes it kind of creepy and it walks through these like bullet points and then halfway through it basically resets and it's the same video again but like all the god stuff is removed and it just keeps harping on how like we are watching there is no god there's only us kind of a thing it's another um the audio like the <clears throat> it sounds like a text-to-speech but it's run through so many fucking filters that it's just like really weird yeah, and you're not sure if these are, like, aliens, or a ghost, or a demon. I like all the color correcting, and then there's, like, these gray boxes around stuff to, like, block it out. So it's, like, the weirdest, laziest way to cut something out, but also the the minimalism of it is really effective. It's, like, it's like two things at once. Yeah, this is actually directed and crafted very artfully. Yeah. Within the genre. Like, it, it, you could totally throw this in with this other stuff, but it's just so much more interesting than some of the things you'll stumble upon that are, like, intentionally dull. There's a reason it has six million views. Yeah. Oh, there's just somebody breathing heavily. You know, talking over this, the audio, the audio experience of this is very good. I know going back to that, but just, like... I'm really impressed with it. So, yeah, I, I feel like this is a pretty good showcase of what uh, what I find appealing about analog horror. Um, I don't know. And the reason I'm going to link to this stuff is uh, because it's better to just watch it yourself. <laughs> so I want to I'm going to dump this whole library in the description. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk through some of the things I like about it. Now it's, it's also just sort of like a, it's a relatively unique thing. You know, there's, there's not a lot of this in Hollywood. I feel like, uh, you look at Blair Witch Project, like it has that found footage element to it. And that's a lot of fun, but there's something specifically about analog horror where it's like the, the VHS tape was edited and it's like, someone's trying to communicate with limited tools by like tweaking something else, it kind of makes it creepier. Yeah, it's one of those things where the the scope of these projects are so small that I'm immediately going, "Could I make something like this?" And then the other, you know, the, yeah. okay, well, how? 
what would I do? What kind of story would I tell? And then would I accidentally try to go too hard into it and not keep the, the minimalism that is what really works about this? Um, and the answer is, I don't know. Uh, but it, it, it is a really cool creative outlet, and I appreciate that it, it can... It's not like a movie with a lot of actors, right? Like, you, you know, someone at home, a couple people could sit down and actually make something in this genre and, and be effective at it. You don't need huge stages and lighting and really advanced uh, video editing programs or audio editing programs. Like, you can make this with basically free or cheap stuff. You just got to be smart about it. I guess if you were going to make um, an analog horror thing, would you kind of do some of the more like picture slideshow stuff? Would you try to film things? Would you take, you know, old cartoons that are ostensibly royalty free because no one cares about them anymore and do what this guy did with this one and, and edit over it and uh, make it weird? Or, you know, how, how would you approach this? I think that I would want to do a couple things. And I think that the most important part is that it feels like it could actually happen. Okay. Like I, I, I want like editing effects that look like it was edited on a VHS tape kind of a thing. I, <clears throat> I think like some of this stuff, it feels like um they break character or they'll like address you, the viewer too much or something. Uh, you know what? There's an example of one that I thought was interesting, and then they dropped the ball. But somebody made a Jurassic Park analog horror video, where it was oh, yeah? like an instructional video for Jurassic Park employees, and it like it opens with all this like confidential stuff and how like you know, hey, you're gonna be working the facilities here. You're not a scientist, but this is like a top secret science thing. And it was basically talking, it would, it would use these like code words about like, you know, handling with the animals. And, you know, if you, if an animal hits, you know, attacks with the claw, you might get an infection that we're not sure how to deal with. So you have to alert someone immediately. And it becomes more clear along the way that they're talking about like, Hey, if a velociraptor gets loose, this is why you have to run away and don't try to help your friend. And it, it was like tonally it was interesting because it's like, oh, this this is kind of neat and it's kind of creepy. But they also like use too much iconography where it's like it was also labeled Jurassic Park. Oh, and it's like, well, this feels like it's supposed to be a secret. So they wouldn't put their name on it. Right, right. You know, and, and then like halfway through, there's like a cut where like someone put in a handwritten note, like saying, like, please send help or something like it was like hidden on the video and it's like if they if they had the means to send this video out with a help message on it, they would just like film themselves saying, help, I'm being held at this location and then send the video. You know, it, it's it's little logical things that took me out of it where it's like, oh, you guys almost have something interesting here. And then you slightly yeah. drop the ball. <clears throat> I think something that would be fun is, you know how tapes like you can tape over things. So sometimes when you're watching an old tape, it'll like. You know, there, there's moments where it will, like, cut to, like, something else. And it'll be a little bit of static. And then you'll see, like, some other old cartoon that was taped over it a while ago. And then it'll cut back to whatever you're watching. I I like that stuff. I think it would be fun to make one where there's sections that are, like, an old 80s cartoon. But I would like oh, to yeah. draw that myself. Just so that, like, it could be, like, you know, there's two bears talking. Like, well, what are we going to do? And and like there's you never get like what that cartoon was, but then like at the end after creepy things have happened, it should come back to the cartoon and like both the bears should be staring like right at the camera, and like awkward for a bit, and then like go back to their conversation, like they they noticed you. Yeah, I think that sort of thing is fun. I feel like certain creepy pastas will overplay things too much. I know they're like I found a lost yeah. episode of SpongeBob and Squidward commit suicide. I'm just like, you know how many people would have to be involved to make that? It's not like some rogue dude who got bored and made an entire episode of SpongeBob. It's like, no, 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 there's like a hundred people there. That obviously that can't exist. It's stupid. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of the same with this too. Or like you said, the overplaying the hand with the I'm lost and scared, but here's, you know, here's clues, but then overplaying the clues. Just 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 keeping things like the the delicate touch. 
And that can be really hard to do when you're, when you're new at something because you don't really understand the genre conventions or the rules or how to be delicate. Did, did you see that they made the Squidward Suicide real? What do you mean? Oh, is there like a reference to it in an actual episode That's of Spongebob? A- yeah, there's an actual Spongebob episode that references that. <coughs> and I don't know why. Like, it's fun. It's fun to interact with the audience, I guess. But of all the things to acknowledge, I feel like that's a weird one. Uh, I kind of want to see that episode. Spongebob got so fucking weird. Like, I don't... Uh, you know what? No, I I don't need to see that episode. I I will stick to the first three seasons, <laughs> as God intended. I think the hardest part about uh, for me with this stuff is like the the visual element because there's I'm not an artist, uh, but I know I have Photoshop skills, uh, but that isn't always enough, right? And so like, how do you? I could write something, but I don't know if I could execute it be, just because I I would need either help with the visual stuff or I'd have to get really, really creative with it to uh, work within my skill set, which is fairly minimal. And, you know, I've, um, movies are hard yeah, to you make. You know, a lot of these, though, <laughs> a lot of these is just look up uh, stock footage royalty-free and then add a black and white and a static filter over it. And that's half the work right there. I suppose. I, have you noticed, like, so, as you've gone I mean, through it, these... Uh, like repeated footage, like royalty-free Pixabay footage that everybody's using. I, you know, I haven't. Um, it, it's the sort of thing where, like, if if I watch one and I think to myself, "How would I make this myself?" A lot of the times, it's like, "Yeah, I bet I could," but I would never think it up on my own. Like, it, it, it the steps it took to do this aren't much, but paving that path in the first place is the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of depends on what you want to get out of it. Um, you got anything else to say? We're at 53 minutes. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I had a closing example I wanted to share and I can't remember what that was. Like, uh, what was that one? There was like a movie that came out and this was before Blair Witch. Um, but it was in theaters in the UK and a lot of people credit that as like the original analog horror. Cause it was kind of this sort of stuff. And it was like a, it was a found footage thing. It was a ghost investigation. Okay. Um, wonder if I can just find it real quick. How frustrating. I knew I should have written that down. But it was, uh, like, the idea is they're they're ghost hunters, they come into a house, and they're going to film and look and see if any ghost activity happens. And then, like, weird things start to happen, and it's, like, more subtle, and it's like, oh, wow, maybe it is ghosts. And then it escalates to a point where it's like, okay, this doesn't seem like it's ghosts anymore. And I think I just, I, I love that idea of, especially on YouTube, like, stumbling upon a video and going like, wait, what is this? Is it like, is this interesting? And then it surprises you. And there's yeah. like an interactive element, even though you're just watching a video. The fact that you had to like go to YouTube and and you you discovered it. Um. Oh, uh, <clears throat> but like re- relating it back to like creepy pasta culture and stuff. I I still really like uh Doki Doki Literature Club. And yeah. how that presents itself it, it, like so well, where it's it's kind of masquerading as one thing, and it's overly cutesy and tropey, and then it's like it doesn't just like start to get creepy; it starts to get like unsettling, and then it gets violent, and it's like okay, I didn't sign up for this at all, and I think that that's kind of the fun of the better examples here, where you're not exactly sure what you're signing up for. But whatever happened, you're sure that's not what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what would be fun? So there was a... And this isn't like a new idea at all. This is a story that's been around for a long time. Um, But it's like like some Russian drilling experiment where they tried to drill all the way down farther than anybody's drilled before. And then they heard like the sounds of hell. And uh, 
I want to say this was something that like a radio DJ DJ did back in like the eighties, and he he created this really creepy noise with the equipment he had, and and posted this story like and played the noise, and uh, doing like and taking that story that basically like old school creepy pasta, and and putting a visual element to it and trying to do like an analog horror of hey we found the tapes of the Russians drilling, and I imagine people have done that because it's kind of low hanging fruit. But it's one of those, like, it gives you a structure, it's really narrow in scope, and uh, you can kind of approach it however you want, but it's ultimately going to end the same. And just as, like, a, an easy way to, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, sounds a hell disturbing. Uh, I could see that being, like, a good experiment with how to do this, you know, like a, like a tutorial-esque thing. I think that it, what's interesting, too, with this genre is that there's different stories you could tell. And, like, the back rooms is very fun, but that's also, like, the sci-fi exploration vibe where there's there's kind of this element of, like, trying to figure it out intentionally. And then there's other examples where it's more about something chasing you and you're trying to get away from it. Yeah. And it's very, I don't know, it's very neat how you can see these different examples and different takes. It, well, like, the, the one with the meteor, too. Like, satellite lands on the meteor, and there's a door. The door opens, and something throws the satellite away. And it's like, okay, like, th- this could, like, if you, if this was real, it would change the everything. Like, it just right, kind of, like, right. it, you weren't expecting anything, and then it hits you hard, where it's like, oh, that's a good twist. <clears throat> but, yeah, I as, as uh, we enjoy our spooky season and our spooky time, I just sort of want to recommend a different kind of spooky. I I enjoyed this. It kind of makes me think, you know, like like my head's working, you know, what extreme things that, you know, people could do. Like uh, uh you know, instead of drilling down, you someone uh at the bottom of the ocean in a in some kind of submersible not made by billionaires that explodes. Uh, you know, what do you find down there that would be that doesn't belong down at the bottom of the ocean? And it could be a bunch of different things, right? You know, the door, we already saw that. Window, no, nah, that's too similar to the door. But it could be you know, like a human hand or a body, you know, a body part or an animal that doesn't belong down there, like a cat skeleton. You, you know, if you if you were in a submersible a couple miles under the water and you saw that, like, like, how the fuck did that get here? That doesn't belong down here. And that can be, you know, a jumping off point for something like this, too, I think. Man, you know, talk about submarines. I bet you could do a lot of stuff that's just like horror underwater um isn't Markiplier like producing a movie that comes out this this year? Oh, there's I don't like an know. Iron Lung movie. I don't know. I I feel like it, it, the, like being trapped in a submarine, and then you know, like something happens. Like you're pretty sure you saw something, or you know, it's like there's there's six people on the submarine, but then like you see a footage that shows like clearly seven people at one point, and you can't make out anyone's faces. But it's like, well, wait a minute, like. Something's not adding up here. Yeah. You know, between this and VR chat, I, I wonder when we're going to get the analog horror stuff filmed in VR chat. I'm not even sure how. I don't know. I bet you could do something. It might it might come across more like these puppet shows, but I bet you could do something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, let's close out. How about uh, uh, Glad Space? Sure. I can't remember if I did this one already. Do a- um, I don't think I have. But uh, Demi Lovato put out a album of all of her, like, you know, big pop star Demi Lovato. She's, I think, was in Disney stuff. Uh, all of her, like, biggest hits, but as rock songs. And it's called Revamped. And it's really good. I've been enjoying the absolute hell out of it. So if you like rock music and you think, oh man, that Demi Lovato is a really good singer. I wonder what would her songs would sound like if like Slash played guitar on them. Uh, you can you can go listen to that and it's good. And I, it's weird that some of the best rock music coming out is done by pop singers. And I, I swear to God, I've done this one already, but I'm still really enjoying the album. So fuck it. We're going to do it again. I think that's fine. You can You can appreciate that. But uh, yeah, quick, quick and easy. I like music. What about you, Cam? What are you glad about? 
I oh boy, this is stupid. Um, you remember those Tiger Electronic games? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching an angry video game nerd where he was reviewing those, and and I was watching it with some guys, and we're all laughing about it. But then the thought crossed my mind, where it's like, you know, they made these, they made them like for everything. You could just step any, you know, picture on there. It didn't really matter because the games weren't that deep. Sure. Uh, so did they make a Jurassic Park one? And I looked it up, and then not only did they make a Jurassic Park one, but they re-released it for the anniversary this year. And so I went to Target and bought one, and so I have it on my Jurassic Park collection. And I'm, I am I have this unopened Tiger Electronics game, and it's like, why is this here in my hand? How, what happened? I don't remember this. It but all happened it to me. It is fun. I like having it. Um, nice. I, I had a couple Tiger games growing up, and I, I I mean, the complaints are valid, but also they are technically fun games as long as you understand what you're doing with them. You know, they're like, they're little distractions. It's not comparable to a Game Boy, and I know that's how they're kind of advertised, but for what they are, they're kind of charming. And so there's like a certain amount of like nostalgia, uh, rose-tinted glasses about it. I'm not saying that like they should come back, <laughs> but it's also kind of like surreal, you know, buying one that's like oh, the Jurassic Park one. It's like, oh, I don't have this one yet as like yeah. an adult. Um, it's kind of, it, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, I can set this next to all my bad movies and it's like, boy, I just, I just don't have taste. Do I? I remember, Back when the first Star Wars, like the, uh, what was it, A New Hope came out, and I think they had these that was like a McDonald's Happy Meal toy, these little Tiger Electronics. I think so. Uh, that and I remember familiar. getting one, and like, you know, you'd, you'd shoot, like, the yeah, droids would show up, and you'd have to quick shoot them, and you didn't want them to get to the bottom of the screen or whatever. And getting a decent amount of like hours out of out of that little game before I grew bored with it, you know, as a free Happy Meal toy. So there's definitely something to them. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm trying to find them, and it, it, there's like a couple. It looks like they've done a few of these over the years. Uh, there's actually a weird uh, <laughs> a Venus and Serena Williams uh, tennis game. Oh wow. That's a choice. Look how tiny that screen is. Yeah, but I mean that was that was a Happy Meal thing, right? Like, yeah. And I'm I'm a, a little disappointed because uh, there used to be a website that had like an emulator running all of these, so you could just play on your browser like any of them. Oh, cool! And I'm having trouble finding the website, so I wonder if it got taken down. But it was like it was kind of interesting because if you go through, like some of them weren't as good. But then I found like one of the ones that I had growing up was Darkwing Duck, and that was actually a fun game. Like you, you had to like dodge and shoot. Oh, nice! It, it was like it was relatively responsive compared to some of these other ones. Um, yeah, I I wish I could find it though. I would have just sent you the Jurassic Park one, and we could share the experience together. But oh well. Just a very odd random memory to dig into. I do like that. You know, someone's out there trying to preserve those things. Yeah. Even if it, they're kind of like weird... not worth preserving. <clears throat> yeah, I like I don't know who like it it's hard to make a call and say, like, boy, the quality in these is not good. They're not worth preserving. But at the same time, it's a part of history. It's a part of uh some people's childhood. Um, it's also just like stupid materialism. Is this actual art or not? It's hard to say. It's it, it's funny. You talk to toy collectors, and they will talk about random details that a, uh, you know, a, a proper like educated book literate person will not. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and, and I I told that story about like that. I went to the Star Wars convention, and there was like a panel on toy collection, and I ended up talking to one of the hosts afterwards about my KFC bucket topper, uh, like frisbee lid. And we were like sharing notes about it. 
And it's like, it's this language where it's like, I've been waiting like 25 years for the opportunity to talk to someone about this. <laughs> That's there's funny. no one else in the world that knows what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. Oh, I guess. Oh, man. So in, in China, the China McDonald's had a happy meal. It was a chicken nugget Tetris machine. Oh, look at that. I love that. That's, That's adorable. Cute. Oh, wow. This is a weird rabbit hole I don't want to dig into more. Yeah, yeah, we could be here um, a while. With that, uh, any, anything else before we close out? Um, I don't normally plug my own stuff, but a few episodes ago I did talk about like writer's block and then working on a vampire story. I did get that done. So if anybody Yay. wants to read... um. My stories, it's, uh, I want to say it's anonym.wordpress.com. Let me, yep, anonym.wordpress.com. Uh, and it'll be the, the old, it'll be the newest one up. So if you, if you want to read vampire a, like, a vampire story, uh, have at it. Yay, vampire. Just in time for Spooka Bean. Yeah. And, and remember, and I, if you find a haunted VHS tape, rewind it first. Ooh. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>